This is Harry Hog Football. On today's show, we talk to Aaron's wife's uncle, Jimmy Campbell, about what it's like to be a kicker in the NFL for the Minnesota Vikings. For three weeks. Three weeks. Also for the Rhine Fire of the World League, now known as NFL Europe. All this and, and much, much more. Live with Aaron Josh and John. Live. Yo, yo, yo. What's up, dude? Yo, what's up? Um, as we said in the intro here, we got a very special part one of our three or four part, um, interview with Jim Campbell, professional kicker in the NFL in 1989. Yeah. And, uh, also for the World League. And that's coming up here in a second. We just wanted to go over a few, uh, Redskins notes first. Um, it's a, it's a very slow week this week. Really, I mean, hardly any Redskins news. If you checked on the site today, you'll notice that, uh, I scoured the web and tried to find some stuff. But I mean, it's really slim pickings out there. Uh, we can say that the Redskins have opened up their training camp, at least the first, what, week or so. Yeah. To the fans for free. That's right. Uh, the first eight out of eleven, um, first eight of eleven practices. They're going to be opened up to the public for free. And uh, actually, if you go to Redskins.com, they've got directions on going to getting to Redskins Park and how it's all going to work. And then... Uh, and you can download your invitation. That's correct. You can download your very personal invitation. Um, there's also uh, going to be a scrimmage on August 5th against the... The Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore. Uh, here, here, and that's also free, but, um, you know, the Redskins have to make some money, so parking is only $25. <laughs> is that true, dude? <laughs> yeah, that's what's on the site. <laughs> anyway, not much going on. Our fantasy league is about to get into full swing. If you're interested, we need you to go on to the website or email us. Actually, just email us at redskinsfan at harryhogfootball.com. Let us know you're interested, and Josh, We'll have a sign-up form on there very shortly. Actually, yeah, within the next uh, 24 hours, I'd say, um, being by Wednesday night this week, which would be what the 12th. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll have uh, we'll have a sign-up form on there. There'll be a graphic on the main page. Click it. It'll uh, bring up uh, information about the league, and um, you click a little button. It'll say "Get it now" or something like that, and. Uh, you can go and actually um, log in there and, and uh, put your information up and sign up for the Fantasy League. We have decided, I think, to charge um, $15 per team for the uh, for the login. Harry, I mean, for the uh, team ownership. Um, Harry Hog Football does not make any money, $0 off of this. Um, what we're doing is we'll take uh, whatever comes in first is going to get to pay for the private hosting that, uh, that we've arranged. Um, for the uh, for the actual fantasy league on harryhogfootball.com. dot um, After after that initial hosting fees are paid, uh, the additional money that comes in from people registering for teams will go to the winner uh, at the end of the season. So so basically, uh, there's some money at stake. So get in, tell your friends. There's something to play for. Um, it's uh, it's not just for fun. You might actually uh, have a lot of fun. Meet some other great Skins fans and uh, 
And uh, if you play your uh, your cards right and, and uh, play your trades right, maybe you'll uh, walk away with full cash at the end of this. So uh, it should be a good time. But we'll have um, we'll have uh, something up in the next 24 hours or so um, to go on there. You can make your payment uh, via PayPal, uh, credit card. It's actually going to go to uh, an address um, at harryhawkfootball.com, and you'll see all that information there. If you have any questions, please feel free to email us, as always, at Redskins. All right, here's the new segment. It's called Tom's Trivia. This comes from Tom, one of the members on the forum, who is pretty good at coming up with some Redskins trivia. And here it is. So go ahead and send us an email, if you know the answer to the trivia, to redskinsfan at harryhogfootball.com. And here's the question for the week. Tom's Trivia, number one. In the 1987 strike-shortened season, teams only played 15 games, with one game being canceled as a result of the strike. Who were the Redskins scheduled to play in Washington in Week 3? Okay, everyone, if you know the answer, go ahead and send us an email, redskinsfan at harryhogfootball.com. And thanks, Tom, for the trivia questions. And you will win... Nothing. Absolutely nothing. (laughs) Anyway, without further ado... We want everyone to sit back, relax, and enjoy listening to the conversation we had with Jim Campbell about his um, NFL experience. It was a very interesting conversation, and this is part one of three or four. So enjoy it. Here we go. Why we wanted you to come on show at this point in time is because you have been in the locker room. You have put on the NFL uniform and been on the field and being that it is the off season and coming up on training camps, we thought you might be able to give us an insight to what it's like going through the process of trying to make the team and and all that stuff. Well, trying to make the team is the key word. That's uh, uh, it, 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 it's an experience. Uh, it wasn't what I was expecting to, uh, when I got there. It uh, it kind of you know my uh, emphasis or my my. My main emphasis and goal was, of course, to continue to play, and uh, you know that was my love. I put everything that I had into uh, uh, developing myself to, to, you know, to play at a level I really wasn't shooting for the NFL. I just I wanted to play college football, and coming around my senior year, starting to get some attention was from the NFL scouts was very much unexpected and. Um, if you kind of take you back to at least my, my senior year to have a, you know, scouts to come in and, and want to pull you out of your, your workout off to the side and, and, uh, you know, want you to kick, I mean, was, you know, a little bit, uh, you know, the, uh, a little bit of stress and adrenaline flow in itself. And you'd hear somebody that would say that, uh, the, the Chicago Bears have got a scout here and they're looking at such and such and such and such in you. And, uh, I, you know, immediately want to grab, grab the, the bag of footballs and, and go out there and kick. And, um, you know, that, uh, that was a lot of fun. A lot of fun to, to, to have, you know, somebody, you know, to come in and look and, um, uh, actually got pulled back to the side by, uh, by Buffalo. Uh, during the season of my senior year, or excuse me, a scout from Buffalo, and 
you know, had me do uh, kickoffs, which was kind of what I had developed uh, uh, into was something. My, my kickoffs were my, uh, uh, I guess, my special skill. And um, he gave me 10 kickoffs, and I, he, he said, I want to see 10 excellent, perfect kickoffs. Uh, I hit 9 out of 10 through the back of the end zone, and one of them was a, a line drive shot knuckleball, and he didn't say anything about the other nine that were perfect. He <laughs> on that one. And I quickly got an idea of to what degree of, of excellence that was demanded and the expectation, you know, of perfection at, at that level. And that, you know, made me work harder. And, uh, of course, when the off season came after my senior year, um, of course, I had no thoughts before that of getting an, an agent and, uh, due to the attention, I asked the, the, the guy who had kicked it at uh, my college before me uh, who his agent had been because he had actually had several tryouts as well. His name was Dale Dawson. And uh, he pointed me to his agent that he had used, and uh, I called this guy up. He didn't, I, didn't know, I didn't think that he would have a clue who I was, and just, I left him a message and on his answering machine saying that I was getting some attention and I didn't know what to do and if he could at least, you know, call me back. Well, this guy calls me back and he knows all about me. And apparently he had got on the phone and called some scout that he knew was the Minnesota Vikings. And um, apparently there's there was something of a chart on me, uh, to my surprise. And uh, he actually... Uh, uh, took me on as his as as my rep and um, uh, had uh, to the spring after my after my senior season had uh, had several workouts um, had um, a uh, a scout from uh, Detroit uh, Buffalo and Dallas uh, come in to uh, Eastern Kentucky University where I went to school to work me out. And um, uh, two of those I did very well in, to my surprise, uh, that being Buffalo and Dallas. Um, and what those consisted of, they were pretty much uh, that particular uh, scout. Uh, in Dallas's case, it was their kicking coach, Steve Hoffman at the time, took me out on, on our game field, and I got 25 kicks after I warmed up. I got 25 kicks from all over the field. And uh, the same with uh, Buffalo, and uh, they sent somebody in. And uh, 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 I think I hit like 24 out of 25 uh, all the way out to 55 yards um, on those uh, those two different workouts. And uh, the other one in Detroit, I think I was like 7 for 25. I don't know what happened that day, but it was it – was, I, I just wanted to get off the field. Okay. Um, then after those three workouts uh, – it just there was a little bit of talk in the uh, the, the uh, as far as what I was getting from my agent and such that and what was coming out in the, the local newspapers that that I somehow had a chance of being draft, drafted. Uh, seeing what had happened in the years before that, I knew that that was pretty pretty slim. Uh, but to get a, an opportunity with a team was just, I mean, was all I wanted, um, and would be happy with that because I didn't expect this to come up. Um, um, of course, was not drafted. Uh, I went down to my agent's house in McKenzie, Tennessee, uh, between Nashville and Memphis. Sat down there all day. Uh, I think uh, one of his players, uh, we were all there together. There was like uh, 
seven or eight of us that were uh, hoping and wishing, and one of one of us actually was uh, was drafted. Uh, uh, Seattle took a, a defensive tackle he was representing out of uh, out of UT Martin, University of Tennessee Martin, and um, uh, then everybody else left. Uh, and this this guy's about his name was Paul Jones. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he is now, uh, I think, uh, director of player personnel with the Edmonton Eskimos in the CFL. Super nice guy. Um, when pretty much the day was over, uh, everybody else left, and you know, I, I was, you know, pretty much, you know, thinking I was going to leave too. And he said, "You need to stay around with me." And this guy stood up, stayed up with me the whole next night, over into the morning, making phone calls. Making phone calls. This whoever this poor scout was that was Minnesota. Uh, Paul rung his phone off the wall, and um, uh, about I think about midday the next day, um, uh, Minnesota pretty much said they were going to offer me a contract. Uh, I think it was down to, from what I was told, it was between me and a guy named David Browndike who kicked at LSU. Uh, you know, very good kicker in the SEC at the time. And uh, I think that he may have signed with somebody else, or he was wanting more money than what they were willing to offer. And they, um, when it was it was going to be a done deal, uh, um, uh, Paul handed me the phone. It was their uh, their, their president uh, or vice president, Jeff Diamond, at the time. I think he does something with Tennessee now, or used to, and uh, congratulated me and and uh, told me that uh, I could uh, be uh, um, the equivalent of David Treadwell for them that year because if, uh, if you guys recall, back in the uh, 80s, uh, Denver had a uh, kicker by the name of Rich Carlos. Uh, he was holding out for very big money, uh, ended up uh, not signing with Denver, and uh, David Treadwell came in an absolute, well, he wasn't an unknown, he played at Clemson, but he wasn't that... He was a good pressure kicker, but he wasn't strong, couldn't kick off, um, and came in and he took the job. He, he And Rich Carlos went to Minnesota uh, at the beginning of, of that same year, uh, made all pro that year. And um, when I was uh, when I was signed by Minnesota, he was again holding out uh, for big money. Um, in my opinion, the guy deserved it, but just for some reason they weren't going to give it to him. Um, so I thought that that was my opportunity, a perfect situation. Turns out also Minnesota had been my favorite team growing up. And so it just, I couldn't believe the, the fortune that was, uh, falling on me. First of all, to get recognized as being good enough to, to have a chance at, the, at the NFL and then getting a contract of your favorite football team and with the possibility of, of getting to make that team. Um, Right, that'd be kind of like any of us going to the Redskins. <laughs> oh yeah, if you can imagine that, if you can imagine that. If I could even um, walk on the field, that would be cool. Oh yeah, it is, <laughs> I did. I was on top of the world. Um, about a week after, I actually I was doing a report to minicamp uh, about right at about a week after that. Uh, two three days after I was signed, uh, Minnesota signed a guy named Jim Gallery, uh, who had bounced around the NFL for about seven eight years. Uh, he had actually beat out Jim Breach at Cincinnati the year before in training camp and, uh, was only able to, uh, he was only able to hold on to the job in regular season two or three games. He, 
think he, he went like three for six on field goals, and you know they they released him and brought back Jim Breach. Well, this was who I was competing against, and and we went into mini camp, which was in May and lasted about uh, four or five days. Um, really didn't know what that was going to be about. They told me that it was just it would be a nice little relaxing orientation to uh, you know what you'd be coming into. Well, it pretty much got up there. There was no kicking. There was the whole team atmosphere was there. I was uh, you know everybody was there. Rich Carlos was there. You know these these big names that I'd only seen and heard about you know on, on television. Um, uh, uh, I was hoping to see Tommy Kramer, which would, had been Minnesota's longtime uh, uh, quarterback, coming up after Fran Tarkington, and um, um, I think Rich Gannon was there. I didn't know who he was, or he was pretty much a no name, and we know what he turned out to be. Um, just Herschel Walker was there. Um, just you know, names that just I couldn't believe that I was around, and and you know, of course they. <laughs> they didn't really treat me bad, but I was pretty much a no-name. And uh, <laughs> uh, yep, did you say something? I was just giggling. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, it's true. <laughs> it's true. Uh, but the super nice. Everybody there. It was. It is just a very professional atmosphere. I mean, just you know, here I am, a rookie kicker, and probably my chances of of making it, at, you know, in the league and, and that team were, you know, less than, you know, 1%, but they treated me just super nice. And, um, so what did they make uh, you guys do? Pretty much the whole time of that, didn't hardly kick a ball at all. <laughs> um, it just, it just, it was pretty much, a you know, on a, a group orientation to each other and the, you know, the, the league and you know what was coming up for the season and didn't really I mean I think the other the, the other players they may have run a little bit it was mainly meetings and the playbook stuff and stuff that kickers don't do and um, uh, we were at the, the Vikings training facility the whole time and um, they cater in cater in lunch and uh, uh, of course after dinner they release you and I was in a hotel they bust all the uh, the rookies uh, back to um, uh, a hotel close to downtown. Um, this training facility was just unbelievable. It, uh, if you can imagine a one of these big, huge corporate modern-day office buildings that uh, is, is was sprawling, not necessarily a high-rise, and then a uh, uh, just a you know two, three beautiful Bermuda football grass fields behind it and uh at that time Minnesota had a little bubble that they used for an indoor facility. Um but uh, uh just a just a great great thing and to experience the last day uh after everybody else was released and was starting to leave they pulled me excuse me, uh Jim Gallery and I off to the, the side and this was the uh the special teams coach, a nice guy by the name of Tom Bata. Um, and uh, lined us up from about 40, 43, 44 yards, and we uh, had to kick 10 balls apiece. Didn't know what this was all about. Uh, uh, I think I hit, I did really well. I think I hit like 9 out of 10 of them uh, from that kind of a distance, and this was the first time that I'd been on these 18-foot uprights before. Um, you know, uh, Jim, Jim didn't hit as good. Uh, he he made the comment that he'd been doing a lot of weightlifting and he's a you know he was a very well developed guy. His you know 
big legs and arm swap. Um, I believe that, just not just as an excuse. Uh, but uh, I almost felt like that that was my test, that they may have released me uh, after that. I, I don't know, but uh, uh, you had to go up and meet the head coach right after that, who was Jerry Burns at the time. And um, when, uh, when I went into the facility and with my bags packed and had to go up and and uh, I walked into his office, which overlooked this big field. Uh, uh, you know, of course, greeted, and he told me that I hit the ball really well out there. So I didn't have a, I didn't have a clue that I was being watched like that. So he was watching uh, you from his office. Yeah, oh yeah, which may have been a good thing for me. I don't know. It, it may have been a different outcome. I don't know. But uh, I was, yeah, I was, I was a very small fish in a big pond at that at that time. Yeah. All right, everyone. Hope you enjoyed part one of the Jim Campbell mini series. Um, my life is a kicker. And, uh, we'll talk to you guys next week on Harry Hog Football episode 39. That's and, right. And, uh, we'll be bringing you part two and three or maybe four, like Aaron said before, sometime soon. We'll have, uh, John back, uh, totally live with us next week too. Uh, this is just a little wrapper for this one. And of course you got John at the beginning. So, uh, he's here in spirit and, uh, and we'll talk to you all then. Keep it up on the forum. Thanks to everybody who's been posting again. And uh, all the usuals and uh, the new people, too, on both the forum and the blog. And we'll uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. All right. Hail to the Redskins. Hail to the Redskins. And if you see a Cowboy fan, joke them. Joke them.